Hello, Hitsi. Welcome back to another podcast. This is our second Seeds to Serve episode. I am Cheat Mian, and today I am joined with Anne Thomas. Hello. So, how has your week been, Anne Thomas? My week has been fantastic. Uh, I just got a new job at a coffee, no, a bread shop. It's wow. a bread shop with good coffee in downtown Fullerton. They have cornbread, garlic bread, scones, um, and it's a pretty cool shop. You guys can come visit me if you guys want, but that's pretty much the only major thing that's happened this week. Other than that, it's just, how's that's your week been, Um, Well, you know, just doing classes in school, sitting two hours for a Zoom class is literally causing so much fatigue, but you know, trying just to balance the workload of classes, homework, volunteering, and of, of course, to me as well. Mm-hmm. So very happy to be able to recording this and, you know, remind ourselves to just always still keep to me and God in our daily lives and weekly lives. I agree. Talking to Chi Catherine the other day, and I believe that schools should provide beanbag chairs or <laughs> some sort of um, back support for the students. So. Uh, yeah. Everyone should get should the what, the blue the blue light glasses just so yeah. everyone can sleep well. Mm-hmm. You should bring it up to uh, UCI. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they can afford it. That's for sure. <laughs> 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 All right, that's great to hear. So on to our gospel for this week. Do you want to go ahead and summarize what the gospel was for this week on Sunday? Yes. So um. If you guys do not have your, or if you haven't read the gospel yet, or you don't have it in front of you, um, this is just going to be a very short and easy summary. But basically, in today's gospel, or this week's gospel, Jesus was in the temple, and he was preaching to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, um, and basically debating with them about written law, or oral law, or their beliefs, and the Pharisees sought to trick Jesus into saying something blasphemous so that they could arrest him and have him on trial, basically. And they asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus responds saying that the greatest commandment and the greatest law was you shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. He then goes on to say that the second greatest commandment is that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Today's gospel had a few terms, which one of you, one of them you guys already heard last week, which is the Pharisees. Um, this week they introduced the Sadducees. G-Man, would you like to explain who they are? Yeah, so basically the Pharisees and Sadducees, essentially they're basically the people of society that are setting the quote-unquote moral standards. So they're basically establishing the laws, and determining what's right from wrong and for them to be questioning Jesus and asking him and tricking him essentially into saying something wrong they're hoping to arrest him and I think the way they were viewing Jesus back then as someone who was so outspoken he was seen as someone so radical back then because he just had different thoughts and views from the Pharisees and Sadducees so especially them as people who were supposed to be setting the ethical standards they were like who is this guy saying all these different things it's so outlandish. It's not what is normal in our society. That was a really good point. Basically, like, because they set the moral standard um, of society, they viewed sinners with a lot of contempt and 
when Jesus came and was, you know, he came for us sinners, he was interacting with them, treating them as humans like they are um, with the, the, the dignity and respect that they deserve. Um, the Pharisees and Sadducees saw that as wrong and immoral and just not something that should be done. And so that's why they wanted him arrested, um, put on trial, basically just go away, you know? I feel like if Jesus was in our current society, he would be someone super radical because he was outspoken and so outlandish with his ideals and thoughts. And then I feel like the term radical can kind of have a bad connotation nowadays. It's seen as someone that's too far to one end or someone who's preaching something that is so unbelievable and almost kind of impossible. But I think the difference between Jesus as a radical versus radicals today is that he was radical in a sense of compassion and forgiveness. He always just forgave others and saw the worth in everyone, even if you were a sinner which kind of reminds me of that story of when there was the woman being stoned for committing adultery. And like, even though she did, yes, commit a bad sin, Jesus just always was compassionate and saw that you shouldn't be punishing her if you yourself are not a perfect person. So by him telling them no, like even though it was the law, he was still very compassionate and believed in everyone, everyone that was deserving of love. Yes, so... Speaking of deserving of love, I think that moves us on to that next part pretty well, which is the idea of love, right? Because love doesn't have to be just in a romantic sense with a significant other or your wife or your husband or whatnot. Love, right, is treating people with respect. You know, you could treat someone with respect even if you disagree with them, right? You don't have to be, you know, super nice and friendly and, for lack of better words, you know, I'm doing air quotes if since you guys can't see me but fake to everyone right definitely I mean it's just it's a word that's almost overused nowadays I think to describe oh I love this I love that and sometimes it can lose its meaning but in the most basic sense it's treating someone with respect whether that is giving them respect and giving them the decency of being treated like a regular human being who is worth of everything that they deserve in your gospel booklet, which I'm not sure if you guys have, but you guys can find it on the VEYM PNTT website. On today's gospel lesson, at the very end, there's a little part that says, pray it. And the first sentence of that little um, section is so simple, but it's like, it's very, very hard hitting. And it's also a very nice reminder, especially since I feel like in this day and age, it could be so easy to be, I guess, making that self-deprecating humor or like not loving yourself right because you know the second greatest command was was love your neighbor as yourself and god says that everybody deserves love it's not something that has to be earned i believe the exact saying on the pray it part was god's love is given right not earned it's there for you all you have to do is open yourself up to it and actually accept it you don't have to well you should be praying every day but you know, like sometimes it's hard. You don't, just because you don't pray every day doesn't mean God doesn't love you anymore. That's not how it works at all. It's always, always, always there. It's just up to us to realize that. Definitely. I think even if the second grace Kanam is telling you to love everyone around you, but you can't necessarily do that if you're not loving yourself and loving who you are as a human, because in the end, God loves all of us and that includes yourself. 
So to love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, I think it's kind of hard to really grasp that because sometimes we're like, oh, I do, but I don't pray. So do I really do that? But I think um, just accepting who you are because we are made in his image. Everyone around us is also made in his image. We should learn to love ourselves in order to give ourselves fully to God and just being confident in ourselves. And I think showing love to different people around us can be shown in pretty different ways. I remember taking a five love languages test a few years ago, and I was able to figure out that the best love language for me was words affirmation. What about yours and Thomas? My top number one love language was acts of service. If you guys, when you guys take the test, there's going to be five different love languages that everybody has, and they'll rank it for you depending on how you answer the questions. It's a really easy test, but the five love languages are quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, and gift giving. So did you want to explain what words of affirmation are? Yeah, so for words of affirmation, which was my top love language, it was essentially having people encourage me through words like, oh, you're doing really well at something, or they're just supporting me, or it could just be the opposite of when I'm talking to them, they're giving me the respect of listening to me, whether that is just actively listening, keeping eye contact, and they're able to just respond, showing that they are caring about what I talk about. And then what's acts of service? So acts of service is basically just as it sounds, right? Acting, we're all at camp, right? And um, all of us Winjungs are doing tasks. And let's say I'm struggling carrying a water jug, not, not that I would, but let's say I'm struggling carrying a water jug and I'm Chris runs over, you know, all gallant and whatnot and he offers to help carry the water jug for me right so that would be a example of an act of service or you know doing your chores for your parents that's also an act of service that you could do to show love to them and i feel like with the other love language as well whether that be with quality time or gift giving or physical touch i think it just shows that there's a lot of different ways you can show love to your different people and people tend to have a top love language but it just shows that showing love to your neighbors doesn't necessarily mean always just being nice to them and always doing this and that because in the end there's a lot of different ways to show love to everyone around you and to relate this week's gospel to the sinwat we have this saturday we'll be doing a college q a so you guys will be submitting your questions and hopefully us hts will be answering these questions and hopefully just help you guys be informed on your future colleges. So I don't know about you and Thomas, but I think the time in between applying to college and getting accepted is such a in-the-air difficult time for me. Yeah, I do remember being a senior in high school and applying to colleges. I remember all my friends who went to Columbia. I have friends who went to Stanford and UCLA. And now they're graduated, you know, top of their class. And this time could be especially stressful because you might feel like, oh, you're just going to a community college, which isn't a bad thing, but oh, I'm less deserving of love than that person because they're going to such a great school. They're so blessed. I feel like that March, April, May time when you're like getting your acceptances or possibly rejections, everyone's asking around like, oh, what college did you get into? Where did you accept? When you didn't get accepted into your top school choice and then you didn't get accepted into your backup school. It's just saddening to you. You're like, oh, was I not worth it? 
to this college and then your friends are like oh I got accepted and then see like oh they had worse grades than you or stuff like that and you're just kind of like why didn't they accept me instead and I feel like it's just saddening on your part but in the end your college choice doesn't define who you are they're literally judging you off a piece of paper in an application so they can't really get a grasp of who you are and that rejection they're probably missing out on you as a student. Exactly. And it, you know, it ties back into, you know, what we were talking about earlier, where you don't have to earn God's love and you don't, you especially don't have to earn the right to love yourself as well. You know, that's something that is given to you already. You just need to realize it. And so just because you didn't get into Harvard, right, doesn't mean that you're not worthy. It doesn't mean that you're not loved. Because if that was the case, there'd be a lot of people who are not worthy. But it's a good thing that it's not the case. No matter what school you get accepted into or rejected from, doesn't matter. You're still always going to be worthy of not only God's love, but your own love as well. Definitely. And your parents' love and your friends' love. And I definitely think that maybe you didn't get it into your dream school that you were planning for the past eight years. But God always still has a plan for you. And maybe his plan wasn't for you to go to your top Ivy League school. But I think... Regardless, he still has a plan for you to still succeed and figure out what your life is, no matter how long it takes and what path you have to make or change. But he always has a plan because he always loves you. And you should always do the same to everyone around you and all, especially to him. I agree. So Jimmy Ann and I did try to record this podcast a few days ago. However, it failed and just didn't work. However, that was all part of God's plan because as of today's recording, Pope Francis has made a huge announcement in support of LGBTQ civil union rights. They have a right to be a part of the family. They are children of God and have a right to a family. This part is a little bit out of order, I guess, from the rest of the lesson. However, speaking of, you know, God always having plans. And so it was just perfect news that Pope Francis announced that this morning, because I think it goes with our gospel very, very well. Definitely. I think regardless of what sexuality you may choose to be, it just shows that you are just as deserving to have a family of your own and just to have a lifelong partnership and then create a family with children and just being able to live and love together. And then just spreading that love to further generations of people all around you. So I think his statement was not only just progressive, it was just very compassionate to our growing generation and growing community. Exactly as Jesus would have done back then. It's not our place to hate them or to judge them or to berate them, right? It just ties in perfectly to today's gospel, right? Because even if we disagree with someone or we don't necessarily view the same views or something like that. Going back to that whole sentence again, everyone is deserving of God's love and it has been given to us, not earned. It's been given to us as well. Definitely. With that, we are finished with today's podcast. We will go ahead and see you guys this coming Saturday. There is the Thin Juan Hipsy this coming Saturday from 9 to 12 on Zoom. You should have already filled out your waiver and permission slip to attend that. And we're very excited to see you guys grow into beautiful hipsies. Yes, I unfortunately will, will not be able to go to Thin Juan this week, but I am very excited to hear about your guys' experience at Thin Juan Hipsy. 
And like Jimmy Ann said, excited, very, very excited to see you guys grow in your faith and as a leader. It's not good news, it's the best news ever.